Welcome everyone to another episode of Geekable. We are so excited to have the one and only Christopher Sabella here. So Christopher is a, an amazing writer. He's done a lot of work. You probably know him from Crowded, which was a huge hit for Image Comics. And he's also done some work for DC with Injustice. And he's also done a whole bunch of indie comics like Welcome Back, High Crimes, and many, many more like Shanghai Red. Thank you, Christopher, for being here with us. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. What have you been up to? Tell us. <laughs> um, what, like just uh, this weekend or in general? Yeah, whatever you, <laughs> whatever yeah, you want to talk about. Uh, yeah, this weekend I've been, uh, um, I've been playing Red Dead online. Oh, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> love that game. Yeah, I, I, I love Slash. I hate the fact that like my, you know, they build everything on these streaks and like everything's so founded on gold so like your gold hunger is just all consuming so <laughs> so like if you want to build up like the common gold you get you have to play for like 28 days straight um which i'm fine popping on and giving an hour but it also feels like come on like what if i have an emergency like that's just gonna blow my streak like, yeah of course um, so uh yeah and i've been working on a new uh i wrote like 11 pages of a script last night. That oh, that's what we like to hear. Hell yeah. Nobody's asking for it. Nobody knows it exists, but it's uh, a new thing I'm trying it, to figure and, out. In media, this is what we call an exclusive. So we will be using that and <laughs> yeah. running with it. Christopher Savella. Any traction, go for it. <laughs> Christopher Savella announces a secret book on a new yes, Google That's office. the headline. Boom. Yes, there headline. it is. Yep. It says it's, it's absolutely it's nothing cool. else about it. Yeah. But he says that. yeah check your social media it's already we're already tagging you in that so yeah right. yeah there we go i'll, I'll deny everything <laughs> no that's exciting though 11 pages that's quite a lot for a night you know you're you're yeah you know, that that hamster in your mind must be really running around in there and, and cooking <laughs> yeah. up some delicious stuff i try not to work on weekends anymore but yeah if, uh i don't know uh, yeah, you know, when, when inspiration hits you, you have to, like, you could say no, but then who the hell knows when it's going to come back. Of course. So. Um, I wanted to ask you, I, I'm a huge, I mean, I discovered your work through Crowded and then I made my way back. I think okay. a lot of people covered you from Crowded because it was such a good book that was a huge hit and we're so happy for it. Um, I wanted to ask you about specifically Crowded. The way that you write characters is such a dynamic and real way. Like Charlie and Vita have this really beautiful relationship that, that really unfolds organically and it flows naturally. It doesn't feel forced at any point or turn. And I wanted to ask, is that coming from you? And is it like inspired from some of your real life relationships? Or is it just something that you would like to be portrayed in the media that you haven't seen before? Because I would say it is a very different take on writing characters and developing relationships. Um, you know, I, I think it's unavoidable that some stuff comes from real life. Yeah, I, you know, like it, it comes from everywhere. You know, I, I, I have a hard time pinning down where stuff comes from. I just know like, you know, what, what sort of appeals to me also like, you know, I don't, I like to think I have a, a, a certain standard for like what I consider good. And like, if something is cheaping out, uh, it'll, I can tell right away most times. Um, so I don't, I don't want to cheap out and I don't want somebody to have that reaction when they're reading my stuff. Um, of course. so, I mean, really it's, you know, like crowded, you know, the, the, the whole hook of the book, like that's basically just to sucker people in 
so I can write about these two disasters, like becoming <laughs> friends and like hating each other. Like if that's, I mean, characters are what I care most about in comics. Like if you don't have characters that you care about, then, you know, you can come up with the coolest concepts ever, but like, they're just, you know, it's, it's just like, it's paper thin without you know actual people so that's where most of my focus goes when i'm working on stuff is thinking about these people um and where they came from and what's going to happen no that's really cool it's it's all about linking stuff and and you know i, I feel like some of the stuff that really comes from you know the best work is stuff that you've experienced and that to me is 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 really excellent that kind of leads into my next question because christopher i'm a huge marvel guy like I'm, I'm very, I'm very upfront about it. And mm -hmm. I really loved your ghost rider one shot. Oh, thanks. Oh thanks. my God. Absolutely. Yeah, no. It, it, and I, I, it really filled in the event a little bit because damnation um, for those of you listening that might not know um, it came out uh, quite a, a decent amount of time. In a ago, while. Like, yeah. Three years, I want to say. Um, yeah, and it's, yeah. And it's, pretty much the only Marvel work that you've done. And it's just a single one shot, very uh, contained. Um, mm -hmm. I just have to ask you, you know, you've done some things like, you know, and, and us prefaced like, you know, injustice, um, you know, you've done a lot of, of your independent work. What really drew you to Johnny Blaze and doing this damnation event? Uh, I, well, I mean, to be a hundred percent honest, they asked me. Um, no way. Wow. Like it's not, uh, it, it's lucky that it coincided because Ghost Rider was a a character I really liked as a kid when I started getting in the comics. Um, <clears throat> and I think I got in on uh, the Danny Ketch, the mm -hmm. like when they rebooted it sometime in the late 80s uh, or the early 90s. Like that's that's what drew me into Ghost Rider. Plus, I mean, just Ghost Rider's inherently cool. Um, yeah, but yeah. But yeah, I just, I lucked out that uh, they they asked, like, do you want to write this Ghost Rider one shot? And I was like, yes, of course, like, whatever it is, I will, I will write it. And then, you know, they, they gave me a lot of room. They were basically like, okay, this is about Johnny Blaze uh, or, and Ghost Rider going to hell and taking over hell. And uh, you have to do it in, you know, uh, however many pages i think it was just 22 pages so um they were like good luck and so then it was up to me to figure out like, wow. okay now i have to figure out what hell is and how he takes it i mean i didn't get in a lot into how he takes it over but i mean i i at least like built the skeleton there's only so much you can do in in that short of a period so that's true and you know i i always figure like whenever you get asked to write characters like that like my assumption going in is like this is the only time I'm ever going to be able to write this character so I want to do something really cool with it because you know uh I'll probably never get a chance to write Ghost Rider again so so yeah I just went for it and I was like well like I just want to do like a big crazy surreal like Fury Road in hell um and I want to bring back a bunch of like dead villains and like you know like i tried to stuff it as full as possible um and yeah i'm, I'm super happy with how it turned out you know for for really like being my only like solo marvel work like i feel like that's a good like one and done definitely like, mm -hmm. yeah 
you definitely fleshed so, things out a lot more and it made the event a little more insightful because you know ghost rider was you know a huge part of the the event and i i actually i love that event so much because it was so contained it wasn't like a million one shots it was just mm. like, these are the one shots that matter and when i saw your name that was actually the first time i was introduced to you um to be totally honest i was like okay you yeah. know i pretty much you know marvel's my thing i love ghost rider he's freaking one hell of a character and i was like okay you know give this a shot i buy all the tie-ins and i was blown away is there a reason you haven't been drawn or more inclined to do more at marvel um really i mean i kind of came to a decision that you know like uh, uh everybody's you know nobody has unlimited time on this earth especially like unlimited time where you can you're sort of operating at your best or what you assume to be your best um creatively uh, uh, more than anything you know it feels like that well can run dry anytime and i just yeah i just wanted to focus on doing my own stuff um you know as as much you know i grew up reading marvel and dc and you know i have a lot of love for corners of those worlds but ultimately it's not mine um and I'd much rather work on stuff that is mine and that like I had, you know, like as fun as writing for the big two is, there's also a buttload of rules that you have to bend to right. every time you write something. And there's weird canon that, you know, makes no sense. <laughs> and, uh, and a lot of that, you know, can be inspiring uh, for, for a lot of people, you know, like having these, for me too like you know having these boundaries in place and you, you have to work within these constraints but <clears throat> yeah ultimately i was like uh, you know uh, if i if i devote more time to the big two then that's a lot less time that i devote to my own ideas and i am fortunate that i have a, a ton of ideas that i want to get out there so yeah i mean i i won't say no if they come asking but i don't go out looking for it oh okay well thank thank you for that answer and yeah. that's yeah. a perfect segue to my next question which is what have you got planned for us you've been off the radar for a while so how has the hiatus been and what have you been working on um you know the pandemic has uh sort of blew up a lot of plans um and but i've been working it's just you know uh, uh, all sort of work is a lot harder these days for me at least um but i've got uh i have six new books um in some sort of progress wow. uh that are like with publishers wow. um so uh so yeah I've, i'm working on those they're all you know creator-owned books um i'm doing a, a new series at oni press with uh kendall good and gab Contreras called dirtbag rapture which is uh oh wow uh it's a stoner comedy about a a woman who can carry ghosts around um and she winds up getting sort of uh recruited into this war between good and evil and she really doesn't want to participate um sounds like it's right up my alley yeah it's a it's a lot like uh, it's i think it's the last like ghost afterlife book i'm gonna do because i've done several of them like i feel like this is my uh this is where i close it off for a bit but i always wanted to do like a stoner comedy that was like spoke to 
that wasn't like the typical like cliches because I I mean I as much as I hate the term like I'm a stoner so like I feel like I have to represent I have to, I have to step up for my my <laughs> shitty culture and uh and try and like put some sort of different face forward um so I've got that I've got uh uh a crime comic that's set in the food cart scene of portland oregon nice so it's uh yeah it's it's a it's a cooking comic but also like a detective story so a trade of that is coming out and then uh i'm working on a horror book and Mm. uh a weird sort of conspiracy sci-fi book set in the late 90s and then I'm working on this. We're going to kickstart it. I'm doing this book that I've been working on for four years or so now. Uh, that's uh, about bees. It's a crime book about bees. It's about the intersection of bees and crime. Interesting. I can't. I haven't really announced anything about it, so I can't say much. But it's a. Uh, it's uh, a thing I've been yeah wanting to do for at least four or five years now. And wow. So we have the whole first issue done we're halfway through the second so we're gonna and i've like i've outlined the whole like i i don't know i'm just super ex- it it excites me the way that like crowded did when i started working on it so i feel like that's probably a good indication uh, of quality. that is like just from the short description that you gave us that is my most anticipated out of <laughs> things told us about. anything you, you're you're such a versatile writer you really can like everything that you mentioned is like completely different genres and it's all over the scope and I just I love that about your work thanks yeah I I just you know I sort of go where um I don't know wherever I get interested so um yeah uh so I try not to stick to one lane um because that gets pretty boring after a while yeah Um, yeah you definitely stretch different muscles in your writing that's something that we've we've definitely noticed over over the time yeah, I figure like why not? And you know, not every book is gonna like hit a hundred percent. Like some of them, I'm gonna screw up. But you know, that's you know not and uh, you know not every writer or every director or musician like puts out consistently. You know, sometimes they have an album that like just doesn't work for you. Of course, um, it happens to everyone. Yeah, but, but they're trying, and that's that's what I want to do is like keep trying uh, stuff that you know like scares me or. Like I'm working on a, my first fantasy book, and I hate fantasy as a genre. Really? So, so yeah, this is me. Like, like this is a challenge I set to myself to figure out a fantasy story I would want to tell. And, and why is that? What, why? What's the distaste in uh, in the fantasy? Uh, I think it's. I just share like, that distaste. <laughs> it's like it's not so much like I mean I like dragons and magic and. Oh, you're talking you know, like heavy fantasy, like like high uh, fantasy. No. Like I, the thing that I hate about fantasy, I think is like all the, it's how mannered it is. Like everybody, you know, everybody's like in a f- fucking Royal family and they're all, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's the same reason I don't like stuff like Downton Abbey. Like I don't, yeah. I don't care about like, uh, you know, people like the, whose biggest appeal to me at least seems like what they're wearing. Yeah, like, I get you like wow that armor is really cool and it's like yeah that looks like really like uncomfortable and awkward <laughs> and i yeah i don't know just it's I, one of those things i got bullied for years for not liking game of thrones and i would always say like i don't think it's a bad show if it were set in space and they were writing like spaceships <laughs> instead of dragons i would be the number one fan because i'm a huge sci-fi buff yeah so, like, it's just not the era for me i'm not 
into like historical fiction or fantasy and all that stuff. It's just not my genre. And that's, you know, yeah. each their own different strokes for different folks. Yeah, no, I mean, there's, you know, there's like deviations of it. I can get into it, but like pure fantasy of like, you know, uh, where there aren't cars or yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, not that I need cars in my fiction, but as an, ex you know, I just want something a little I, different. So I figured out a way to do it differently in a way that like works for whatever thing in my brain like lights up like i'm looking forward to it Thanks. um i've been meaning to ask you we've i mean i i excuse me if i'm mistaken but i do remember that there was a live action crowded movie in development mm -hmm. is there any updates on that is it still happening is rebel wilson still attached she's still attached um yeah like uh like i've read the screenplay and i really like it which I wasn't expecting. So yeah, COVID like sort of, right. you know, screwed everything up yeah. in Hollywood, especially like uh, there's been a lot of refocusing. So, but she's still like, yeah, I, I still talk to Rebel um, now. Oh, and you're then. in personal and, contact. That's amazing. Yeah, no, like she, she follows me on Twitter. So I, if nothing else, like even if this all falls apart, at least Rebel Wilson follows me on Twitter. So <laughs> the big accomplishment. <laughs> you gotta take your victories where you can get them. <laughs> I do hope we get a crowded live action movie. And yeah. you know, out of mo many of your other works, which would you hope to see in live action or maybe animated format someday? I think Welcome Back is the one that like still baffles me that it didn't like it feels perfectly like a CW show to me. <laughs> like, you know, it's about two people who are um, basically in this sort of eternal war. So they, you know, they each, each person has a target and vice versa. So these two people are hunting each other down. And when they, they track each other down, one kills the other and then they kill themselves. So they both get reincarnated and then it starts over again. Like eventually they hit a point where they remember everything and then they go and track each other down, kill each other and then on to the next life. Um, and it's been happening, you know, for since the start of recorded history. So I feel like there's, and it's like a, a big gay romance too. And like, <laughs> um, like the main character's dad comes back as a like uh, 12 year old in the body of a 12 year old girl. Um, so it's just like a lot of like chaos and room for weird stuff. Um, at one point, like I, I revealed that the main character's dog is also like reincarnate is carrying like a reincarnated person inside them <laughs> so um yeah that's the one that feels like sort of the e to me it feels really easy because it's also just like a big run and gun action thing but you can also i would do romance in it great adult swim animated series <laughs> yeah i mean i you know honestly i don't you know, I kind of don't care. Like, I, w I would love for all my stuff to get, like, turned into other media because that means money for me and the team. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the the chances of, like, something getting adapted and then also being good are so, like, just the chances of anything get adapt getting adapted and actually making it out into the public is so rare. Yeah, but just then make sure you don't work with sci-fi because they tend to cancel stuff after a season. Yeah, but if the check's big enough, like, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I kind of right? don't care. I mean, yeah, because, like, what we're working on is making cool comics. And yeah. so if anything happens after that, I, you know, as, if there's, as long as there's a check 
that isn't insulting involved, then they can kind of go and do whatever they want. They can change it completely. They can fuck it up. Like I, because <laughs> our book will always be our book. And True. that is and, your body of work. Right. That's yeah, your association. Like, end of the day. Yep. Yeah. And as much as like, you know, like, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Whiteout uh, based on the Greg Rafka. Um, I do. I read the comic book and I do want to watch the movie. The movie's not very good. Um, okay. But that doesn't change the fact that like Whiteout is a great book. It is. Um, so and it just sort of makes you cherish it more because it's like, oh, look, like, you know, this thing apparently is only you can only pull it off in comics when you try to turn it into a movie or a TV show, then it just doesn't work as well. So, um, yeah, so I am super open to sell out, uh, you know, as long as it helps me make the books I want to do without having to like compromise. Of course. Right. And, and going back to that, you know, I just, you said like, you know, action. And when I associate you with action, I immediately go to injustice. And that's kind of where I want to turn this to because okay. you're, yeah, I mean, injustice is badass. I mean, that's DC multiverse at its finest. And it, of course it's based on a, off of a video game, but it's so much more than that now that you and Tom Taylor and so many other excellent creators have, have attached your names to it. What was the appeal to you there? Was it you just wanted to go ham doing like a action ballistic no holds barred type book um yeah i mean i like i like stuff that takes place in uh you know what they used to call else worlds um mm -hmm. like i like stuff that isn't in continuity where you have more flexibility to because again going back to the thing about like there's so many rules in place when you're writing characters that you know matter the most to these companies um, but when you're doing it in an alternate universe, uh, that, that sort of concern drifts away because, because it ultimately doesn't matter because it's not the main canon. So you have a lot of room to kind of screw around and do whatever you want, you know, in between. And that's what for injustice, like, you know, I, as much as like the, the actual storyline was like, okay, cool. I'll figure out how to make this work. Um, what I liked about it was that there were, there was all this stuff where there was just like blank spots and nobody was quite sure what to do with it. So, you know, I basically suggested telling a story of how, of Harley Quinn, like finally divorcing herself from the Joker and building up her own army. And they let me do it because it's Elseworlds and because I was still, you know, like telling the main story of Injustice Ground Zero, it, it gives you a lot more flexibility to do stuff that they normally wouldn't let you do. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, you filled in the gaps, essentially. Yeah. And, and that's, that's excellent. That's what readers like, you know, us are really, you know, striving for when there's a really good story being told, you know, it all goes back to damnation. And I hate to keep going back to that, but you filled in a gap. And that's like what really, and you know, end of the day, fleshes out a story and makes it matter even more. And that's why we appreciate, yeah. you know, your writing coming in and, and kind of doing that. You know, there's a whole arc with Harley, and and like you said, building up her army. And that's really, that's that's you know, that's awesome. That's that's what we read for is stuff like that. I mean, personally, I read for the independent stuff because, <laughs> like Nick said, Nick is the Marvel and DC person. I we I'm a huge different. Marvel fan as well. 
but I do, I have a, you know, indie stuff is my soft spot. I, mm. I, I love the flexibility. And as you said, the freedom of just creating your own world and do, going crazy with it, just doing whatever the heck you want. And I wanted to ask when it comes to creating, I mean, you've been creating comics for quite a while and you've had an illustrious career. When you were first starting out, were you the one who was like personally financing this entire project or were you going into like collaborative partnerships with the artist and the creative team? And you were like, we'll just see where this goes. Um, it, you know, it varied. Like the very first thing I did on my own was high crimes. And the way we did that, like, so we did it as a digital first comic. Uh, this was back when like comicsology was still pretty new. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, and like we weren't getting paid for it the the whole promise of the thing was like oh you'll make money you know you like you get a cut of however you know whatever it sells so uh myself and ibrahim mustafa like we both really wanted to tell his story and we had a platform that was like you know of some renown um so we just did it and we're like we'll worry about the money when it shows up if and when it shows up um you know lately i've been uh sort of financing books here and there where i can like dirtbag rapture i i paid for the artist to draw the whole first issue basically for the last year or so um i just because i i had all this extra money because i wasn't going anywhere during pandemic so Mm -hmm. um and i wanted to start making something so so yeah i mean it, it it everything uh sorry my dog is uh dreaming. i think he's i was gonna say i think he's dreaming my dog does that yeah too. yeah oh that's so she's, cute uh, I, she's chasing uh, squirrels in her yep sleep. my dog does that uh, my dog is literally doing the exact same thing your dog is <laughs> right now that is too funny oh my god um so yeah i mean it uh, everything varies from team to team and book to book like some of them you know, it's like you you take less money so the artist can make like something closer to a living wage. Of course. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's just mostly about like just try. You know, it, it feels akin to somebody like trying to finance a film. Like you're just trying to figure out some way that works that like you can get everybody paid and get the thing out there and hope that somewhere down the road it leads to more money uh or something equivalent to like all the work that you put in it is it is a big investment and it is a always a gamble and it's like just you're diving off the deep end and hoping for the best yeah yeah but yeah i mean you know that's uh that's kind of you know what you if, if you sit around waiting for you know the perfect one the perfect deal doesn't exist like um but also like nobody's just like waiting to give money to somebody who has a cool idea like you have to go out and you know if you really believe in that idea then you have to put some skin in the game and of course for writers more often than not that means like you know fronting some money and getting some stuff going right of course and and you know talking about the, the the best um christopher i have to ask and i'm sure you've been asked this a million times over um, whether it be fans, friends, or family, but I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, for people listening that don't know your work, what is like the quintessential Sabella book to read or books to read for anyone listening to get to know your, uh, you know, just uh, awesome work? What do you recommend is like your go-to maybe? Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm the wrong person to ask about that. Uh, what, is, mean, what is something you're most proud of that you've done? Uh, I mean, I've been lucky in that, like in all my creator own stuff, I've been extremely lucky and I'm very proud of all of it. Like, I, I think Crowded is probably the one I would m most readily put in people's hands. Um, yeah. Uh, Shanghai Red is something I would give to somebody who's not sort of it's it's one of my more like shanghai red and high crimes are tonally a lot more serious which is something i i i don't know like crowded was supposed to be a like a lot more of a serious book when you know when i was conceiving of it and then it turned it morphed into a a comedy so and i couldn't be more thankful yeah no it, it was the right direction for it to go um uh, so yeah, I don't like. Uh, I I did a three volume book at Oni called Heartthrob, which is a 1970s like bank robbery romance about a woman who has a heart transplant and then she starts seeing her heart donor um, as sort of a ghost uh, who teaches her how to become a criminal. Um, oh, wow. yeah. So yeah. Like pretty much all yeah i've been very fortunate that like all my creator on stuff like i'm you know like i'm all i'm i would hand any of it over to you know some stranger and not like worry like oh they're gonna think i'm a complete asshole when <laughs> this. well thank you so much for that uh we hope anyone sure. listening checks out christopher Savella's amazing work and for anyone interested you can follow christopher on twitter at xstop and thank you so, so much, Christopher, for yeah. taking the time and being here with us. Seriously. We're looking forward for Dirtbag Rapture and for thanks. all your upcoming works. And we hope to see more of you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, uh, thanks, for, thanks for having me on.